Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello and happy Thursday, everyone. It is Thursday at the time I'm making this recording, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. I love the topic I'm about to talk with you about, and I just like an hour ago, or oh, maybe, oh no, 15 minutes ago, it's time flies, um, or it doesn't. Anyway, 15 minutes ago, I just got off the call with my five-day dating reset folks. And that is going really well. I'm getting such great feedback about that. Some of you may have noticed that I posted a, a screenshot of feedback I got from someone who initially wasn't even in the five-day. And then her friend said, hey, you have to see this. And she hopped in. So I'm getting great feedback on this. And I was really motivated to share with you a little tiny portion of what I talked about today. And what I want to talk about is how to stop wasting time on bad dates. And I'm going to tell you some things that you're probably doing that you think are like the great thing to do dating or the right thing to do dating. And it's what we're getting told in our culture we need to do in order to date and find love, but actually turns out to be a huge waste of time. And if you're a single professional woman, like most of my clients, you don't have time to waste. I was a single mom. I certainly didn't have time to waste. And a lot of people for like a number of women at some point or another, you give up on dating altogether because you feel like you don't have the time or you feel like you don't have the energy because you're doing all of these things that I'm about to tell you are really basically a total waste of your time. So what are those things and how do you stop doing them? What does it look like when you stop doing them and how do you make that shift from one place to the other? So the first thing, there are like six different things that people are doing that are a waste of time on dating. And I, I refer to this sometimes as blind dating. It's like dating with blinders on. And the first thing is like not being super clear on the values, visions, and goals that you hold for your, the next chapter of your life. The things that are really essential to pack in your suitcase for your life journey to make sure that you have a happy, joyful, successful life. If you're not clear on that, and you don't date with all of that in mind, and you're not able to talk about it on dates right from the beginning, you're going to waste a lot of time. Because what happens is you get clarity later, and you're already in the wrong relationship, and then you have to get yourself out of it. And just as a, as a little aside, I don't know if any of you are Joseph Campbell fans, but Joseph Campbell talks about a midlife crisis as it's not when you don't make it to the top of the ladder, it's when you make it to the top of the ladder and you find out it was leaning against the wrong wall. And I, that really hit me and resonated with me when I was going through the divorce from my first spouse. I got to the top of the ladder, but it was leaning on the wrong wall. My spouse and I were not compatible. When we started out, A, we were young, but B, more so than just being young, I wasn't clear on my values, visions, and goals. 
I wasn't confident and secure in them. And I wasted a lot of time with somebody with whom I actually just wasn't compatible. And we aren't compatible. That's and no harm, no foul. There's no wrong person here. We just aren't compatible. And if you don't have that clarity, you're going to waste your time with people that you aren't sure are right for you. Um, the next thing that people do that wastes a lot of time is in the first few dates, they want to do something fun and exciting. They want to prove that they're fun and exciting and they want to keep things light because they want to have fun and they want to show how fun they are so they can get a second date. But the problem is when you really make that your focus, that you're going to keep things fun and exciting and light, you miss opportunities to get to know this person. So the reality is when you're at an amusement park, you're having fun with thousands of other people. And that doesn't mean you're compatible to have coffee together, let alone live together. So anyone can have fun when something's fun. So take away those distractions and we'll get there in a minute. But if you're focusing on having fun and keeping it light, that's a bit of a waste of time because you don't get to know this person. And my assumption here is that the goal of dating is not just to have someone to go do something fun with, but that the goal of your dating is to create a relationship. So if your goal is to create a relationship, focusing on fun and excitement in those first few dates wastes your time. An another thing that people do a lot, and it it's kind of tied to not having clarity about your values, visions, and goals, is they go out on a lot of dates with somebody to see how things go. Let's start out as friends and see how things go. I'm just, we're just going to see how it goes. It's kind of like you know, if you get on an airplane and the pilot says, well, folks, I'm not sure where we're flying to today. We're just going to take off and see how it goes. First of all, that's not appealing for the people that are really going to want a serious relationship with you. So if you, uh, you're not getting on an airplane with a pilot who has no idea what the destination is, I almost guarantee you because you don't want to end up in a place you don't want to end up. So if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to date and see how it goes. The person who really wants a serious relationship and who might otherwise really like you is not going to see you as a viable candidate. The other problem is that if you're just seeing how things go. You're going to be spending time with somebody and you're not sure where it's headed because you don't know them very well. You don't really have that like crystal clear focus to find out if this is going to be a good partner for a long-term relationship. Another thing people do that wastes some time and this ends up sometimes disastrously, is they get physically intimate really right away because they want to make sure um, that the physical chemistry works. They want to make sure that, you know, things work out in the bedroom first. The problem is physical chemistry isn't the beginning and end of a relationship. It's not the beginning and end of a romantic relationship. We're really looking for a life partner to kind of walk through life with us. And any one of a number of things can happen that, um, we have ups and downs. People can get sick for a week. You can't rely. Um, you can't really just rely on the physical intimacy all the time. You really need to make sure the, the relationship, the bedrock of the relationship is solid. I'm seeing a comment here. I like to do something that's two by two, but encourages conversation, gives you insight as to how they handle competition, maybe frustrations, but isn't life or death. Mini golf, bowling, et cetera. It's not about being fun, but it helps conversation flowing. Yeah, and that can be. And and the, the truth is, like, if you're having a small talk conversation, small talk's never small. You're always learning about someone. Um, still to spend even that evening mini golfing with somebody, if you don't know what their values, visions, and goals are, or if you're even aligned, that's still time wasted. You really want to be able to know that you have alignment in the lives that you're trying to create for yourselves. 
Um, so yes, I think that is like a great maybe third date activity. Um, first or second date, really want to make sure you're on the same page. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But thank you for that comment, because I do think that those are important things. There is definitely a lot you can learn in play. Plato said you can learn more about a person in one hour of play than in, I don't know, 100 hours of conversation or something. But the one hour of play really hit me. Um, and you can learn a lot by playing with someone. And we're going to get into that in just a minute when we talk about how to maybe be a little more efficient. The next thing people do when they're dating that wastes a lot of time is they spend a lot of time looking for red flags and deal breakers that doesn't just because somebody doesn't have a deal breaker or a red flag doesn't mean they're right for you. Firstly, secondly, you can't really possibly anticipate all the many ways someone can go wrong, but you can take a few minutes to get clear on what would it look like for you for someone to go right. And then you look for what is right for you. And that is much more efficient. Then you're not weeding through all these bad relationships. The last thing of the six is hiding what you're looking for so that you don't scare them off. And this happens really mainly with two groups of people. It happens with people who want a monogamous committed relationship or want to get married. And it happens with people who are polyamorous. Both groups are afraid of being rejected or pushed aside because of their preferred style of relationship. And the reality is, if you get pushed away, that's because that other person isn't interested in what you're interested in. That's not personal. They just don't share that value, vision, and goal, and that's okay. So it's super important not to waste time and get six months down the road with somebody who does not want what you want out of life. That's where it starts to feel like a waste of time that you have invested this time in somebody and you haven't gotten anywhere. And there are a lot of reasons that people do all of these time-wasting things that I just mentioned. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail about that. That's a whole separate talk. But there are a lot of reasons that people do that. If you have been doing these things, don't feel bad about yourself. A lot of this is what we get advised to do in self-help books and magazines, by our friends, popular culture, movies, books, you just you name it, all over the place. But if you want to be more efficient with dating, if you really don't have time to waste and you want to find out how to meet someone who's going to be right for you, who's interested in creating the world that you want to live in, who's interested in sharing that relationship and sharing a life, building a life with you, these are some things that I would recommend. I would recommend that you take some time to clarify your own values, visions, and goals, at least for the next chapter of your life or for the next few chapters. Things that are important to you for long-term happiness. What matters to you at the end of the day? What is your life purpose? How do you want your profession to unfold? What do you want your leisure time to be like? How do you want to save for retirement? Do you want to do a lot of travel? What about family? What about kids? Take some time to get super clear on your emotional needs. What is most essential for you that a partner meet? So the reality is I know a lot of people really react when I talk about emotional needs. Your partner doesn't meet all of your emotional needs. Of course not. No one person does. We have a whole world for that. But there are certain things emotionally that a person, certain emotional needs a partner must need in order for us to really let them in close. Take some time to clarify what it is that you need to let someone really into your heart of hearts. When you're on the first couple of dates, especially, focus on meaningful conversation. Really get at what their values, visions, and goals are for their lives. 
really focus on finding out and assessing. Now, the person who wrote the comment liked to see how they handle competition and maybe handle frustration when it's not life or death. That is really key. I think that's a great, like maybe third date thing. And I, and I have a whole system of, of the dating pieces, but get curious and have meaningful conversation with them about things. And then if you're going to do something like mini golf or, you know, um, I think Matt and I played cribbage, um, you can learn a lot in those moments. We played cribbage and I think it was our third date. Um, do it. We went, we also went to Arizona Sonora Desert Museum, which was just, it was a lovely day and it's nice to reminisce, um, but I'll, di I'm digressing now. So let me go back to the conversation of how to really streamline your dating and I'll streamline this talk at the same time. Um, so really get curious about that other person, see who they are, find out about them so that you're not just bumbling along, seeing if it works and seeing how it goes. Be super compassionate to yourself and to them. Pay attention to whether how they show up in the world naturally meets your needs. Do they just naturally do the things that land for you emotionally, that help you feel connected? Because what a lot of times people get stuck on is they'll go out on some fun dates, they see that there's chemistry there, but it turns out this partner doesn't meet their emotional needs. And then they try to get this person to fit into a mold or to try to get them to learn new skills. And that person just wants to be themselves. They don't have that skill and they're not really interested in learning. So really see if really compassionately and gently love yourself enough to see if this person, you get even a whiff of an idea that this person meets your emotional needs. Um, have the courage to really like, be clear about your relationship goals early on. If you're poly, if you want to be married, if you're really just looking for um, a, a monogamous relationship and never live together, whatever it is, have the courage to name that in the first date. That way, you know, and they know what you're signing on for. And nobody has a surprise six months later when you still don't want to get married, or nobody has a surprise six months later when you reveal your poly or whatever the issue. So have that courage that it takes to reveal what you're really looking for. Get clear about what you're looking for, then be courageous enough to talk about it. Um, really, that that is a big one. Another one is really avoiding physical intimacy until you're sure that your relationship is aligned, that you are aligned with your values, visions, and goals, and that you're headed in the same direction with this person, that you know they're meeting your emotional needs. You are both invested in creating the same kind of life together. You want the same things out of life. And basically the relationship works on all those levels. And a huge part of the reason that I recommend this has nothing to do with morals. So for those of you who are really concerned that I'm um, coming from a religious perspective or trying to push my morals on you, the number one reason that I recommend that you wait to get physical until you're sure that you are aligned in values, visions, and goals is this. Um, I'm going to just say it in one word, oxytocin. Basically, Humans are wired to be connected to one another. We are wired to be close and stick with our social unit. And when we, how various things will create that connection and even eye contact can do it. So eye contact releases oxytocin. Oxytocin is the bonding chemical. Physical contact releases oxytocin and that creates a bond. Sexual contact and orgasms and um affection all release oxytocin. So when you're getting physically intimate with somebody, you're creating a bond with them that's actually very chemical, very much neurochemical in your brain and biological. And it's 
creating that bond with somebody who might not be right for you. So you really want to make sure the relationship is right before you create that bond, because what happens once we have an oxytocin chemical mammalian bond is we really don't want to be apart from the, the people that we're bonded to. And our brain gets a little bit of a shortage of certain attachment chemicals when we separate from that person. And we might have to separate for really good reasons. But nonetheless, we're going to go through a little bit of withdrawal from those chemicals that that person comes to trigger in us that help us feel that sense of well-being. And that is just a part of being alive and being a social animal. Um, so uh, there's a whole this has nothing to do with morals. This is really 100 percent about just being very conscientious with yourself and very thoughtful about your biochemistry so that you don't invest too much of your life energy, your time, your dedication to somebody who really can't fulfill your emotional needs or who isn't interested in living the life you're interested in living. So when you take the time to get clear, to be courageous, to speak your truth, when you get curious about who's across the table from you, and when you compassionately assess whether they meet your needs or not, and whether or not they're on the same page with you about what you want to create in life, when you've done all of that, then when you've assessed that they're on the same page and you're interested in creating the same life, that's the time to then work on allowing that, you know, and when there's chemistry there, when you're attracted. Um, so that's, that's the part three of it. But when you're in that place, that's when you, um, that's when you sort of act on that attraction and allow that chemical mammalian bond to get started. So that saves you a lot of time because you don't get attached to the wrong person and take like, I don't know, three years to extricate yourself or 11, uh, however many it takes to extricate yourself from a relationship with somebody who doesn't share your values, visions, and goals, who isn't interested in creating what you're interested in creating with your whole life. So that's how to streamline it is to get that kind of clarity to have the courage to bring it out there. And I hope this is helpful. I know a couple of you popped in in the last few minutes. I hope that you will watch this from the beginning because that talks about the time wasters. And I would love to hear um, very much from you. Uh, thank you. I got some feedback that this is specific. Thank you very much. I would love to hear if this resonates, if this is helpful. Um, I I have been really getting um, getting some you know hits back from people that this lands. So I want to hear how it's working for you. Take care. Have a wonderful day and a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter. Pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.